Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Charger Football Podcast, hosted by Andy Dietrich with Coach Doug Dynan. This week, we are joined by Carroll Senior Co-Captain and Offensive Lineman Maxton Green. The Charger Football Podcast is sponsored by OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, the official sports medicine provider for Carroll High School. Last Friday night, the Chargers traveled to historic Southside High School only to have the game postponed to Saturday afternoon due to lightning and thunderstorms. The move to Saturday caused both teams to play sloppy in a manner that matched the muddy conditions. In the first half, both the Chargers and the Archers squandered scoring opportunities either by turning the football over or by committing a penalty that got the team off schedule on down and distance. By game's end, the Archers committed four turnovers compared to three by Carroll whereas Southside had 13 penalties for 115 yards and the Chargers committed 10 penalties of their own for 100 yards. The only score of the first half was a 9-yard Jeffrey Becker run to give the Chargers a 7-0 lead at the break. Here's SummitCitySports.com's Ryan Dellinger with the call. Mitchell a little bit shaken up after that play. It'll be second and goal from the 8. Single coverage here to the outside on uh, number 3, Morrison. And uh, Oh, it's a broken play, and here comes Becker. Can he get to the outside? He does. He's got one man to beat. Can he get to the pylon? He does, and it's a touchdown. A touchdown for Carroll here. So Becker calls his own number on a broken play and scores the first touchdown of the game for Carroll with 5.30 to play here in the first half. Horton back to kick. Here's a snap, the hold. The kick is up. And it's good. After a Ray Vollmer fumble recovery and return gave the Chargers a first and goal, Jeffrey Becker scored his second TD of the game, this time on a four-yard run to give Carroll a 13-0 lead. Later in the third, Southside would score on a 70-yard TD pass to cut the Charger lead to 13-6. The Chargers answered on their next possession when Becker tossed a five-yard TD pass to Vollmer to bring the Charger League back to two scores. They're showing a heavy run formation now to the right. Here's a snap, the fake, the roll wide open, and it's caught there for a touchdown by Ray Vollmer. In the fourth quarter, Hunter Mertz scored from five yards out to make the final margin 27-6 in favor of Carroll. With the victory, the Chargers improved their record to 4-2. and two. For the game, Becker completed 17 passes out of 30 attempts for 186 yards. He tossed one touchdown pass and threw two interceptions. Running back Evan Harris ran the ball 16 times for 120 yards. Defensively, the Chargers held the Archers to 214 total yards, led by Mertz's six tackles, five from Craig McGinnis, four from Tucker Steely, and two quarterback sacks from Matthew Ottenweiler. Both Vollmer and Lincoln Lance had an interception. After the break, we will hear Coach Dynan's take on the game against Southside, and later in the show, we'll hear Coach Dynan give a look at our next opponent, our rivals to the Southwest, the Homestead Spartans. Attention Charger fans. Do you know how to get Charger gear for yourself or your family? The Charger Game Day Store is your one-stop shop for high-quality Charger items of all kinds. Hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, flags, blankets, jackets, stickers, and much more. Visit us at all home varsity football games in the store located near the scoreboard or inside during all home volleyball games and boys and girls basketball games. 
If those times don't work, shopping by appointment can be an option. Be sure to mark your calendar for the sixth annual Charger Blue Christmas Sale that will take place on Saturday, December 14th from 9 a.m. until 3 p.m. Check the Charger Game Day store website on a link from the athletic webpage to check out what we have to help you get your Charger gear on. Welcome back, everybody. You know, as we talked about in the opener, uh, just kind of some sloppy play to begin the game. But uh, second half, the kids played pretty well. So let's hear what Coach Dinan has to say about that. So welcome to the show, Coach. Thanks, Andy. You know, I thought that we started slow, you know, with Southside, you know, and you can attribute to to uh, to many factors. You know, the reality is, is the postpone and come back the next day. It's it's tough. It's tough to flip the switch on. It's tough to flip it off and then flip it back on. And, you know, that's what the kids are required to do. And uh, there's no justification. But we started out slow. But uh, in the second half, you know, we got things going and we ended up, you know, putting four touchdowns in the in the end zone ultimately, and defense played well, holding them to one touchdown, which is essentially right at our average. Uh, we created four turnovers and held them to about 30 yards rushing. So, you know, for a uh, for a slow, sloppy start, it was a good victory. You know, we, we've talked about how well our defense have played all season. And just to put this in perspective of how well they're doing, they're, they're causing turnovers. I mean, we have 10 interceptions through six games and you toss in the six fumble recoveries that we have 16 turnovers through six games. So, you know, that's almost three per game. And if you can turn the ball over that much, you know, cause your opponent to, you know, to lay the ball on the ground and throw it to you, uh, you're going to be in a position to win a lot of games. I mean, those are our game changers. And then, you know, part of the reason that we've had so many interceptions is our defense puts so much pressure on the quarterback, 18 sacks through six games. So, you know, we say it every week, that defensive line, linebackers, and that, you know, that back five or six players, they're just, they're controlling the tempo of the game. And they are. And, and you know, we're putting a lot of weight on them. I mean, you know, for for teams to be championship teams, you have to play sound defense. You have to play physical, aggressive defense. And and you're right, our defensive line is, is causing quarterbacks to, to rush their decision-making and in the secondary is there to clean it up and, you know, through sacks, through interceptions, through fumble recoveries, you know, those, those are what win games. You know, the team that turns the ball over the least amount is always the team that's going to be successful. And if we can create turnovers and oftentimes we have turned those turnovers into touchdowns as well. And if we can do that, we're going to be successful. You know, and offensively, uh, we ran the ball really well. I mean, Evan Harris had 120 yards rushing. You know, and Jeffrey Becker, uh, he had he got sacked a number himself. So, you know, his rushing totals were, were down. But, you know, Evan Evan had a ton of running lanes to go through. So, again, that uh, that offensive line did a great job of, of basically pushing that line of scrimmage back into the archers. Now, I think our offensive line has improved, you know, through six games. And, and we're always striving and pushing them to, to be better every game and to be more technical and to understand their scheme and understand the adjustments to, to blitzes and blocking assignments. And, you know, they're affording our running backs, you know, such as Evan to be able to, to run the ball well throughout the game. You know, Evan ran well, you know, Luke Carmody came in and, and ran well in the, in the second half. And so, 
you know, with those guys, you know, we have an opportunity to uh, to be a two-headed monster. If we can throw it and we can run it at the same time, then we've got the opportunity to be successful on the offensive side. And I want to give a good shout out to the Southside Archers. Their, their roster isn't very big, but they've got some really good players. Uh, you know, they they were a good test for us, and uh, I was pretty impressed. I was really impressed. You know, like we've said before, you know, we play in a really good conference, and every team's got some dudes, and they certainly have got some. Yeah, without question, they've got some guys to play, and and you know, they had a good scheme too, and and. They brought pressure, you know, they blitzed a good bit and, you know, then some of those things, you know, did affect, you know, how we could play offensively at times, you know, so, you know, like you said, hats off to Southside for the the level that they played at. Yeah. And it's also, you know, another symbol of, of the good quality of our conferences, you know, our boys were a little sloppy in the first half and, you know, the archers put up a good fight and you've, you got to remember every team has very good players and you've got to be ready to play where you're going to get punched into the mouth. All right. So when we get back from the break, we're going to hear from senior offensive lineman and co-captain Maxton Green. OPS Optimum Performance Sports is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS, rethink your limits. Welcome back, everybody. This week's special guest is the last in our series of team captains. And this one is lineman Maxton Green. Now, Maxton's got a great story. Uh, last year, he played defense. This year, he began on the offensive line, and he's just recently been moved to our, or earlier in the season, he was moved to the defensive line. And, you know, he's a starter. He's played a ton, and he gets a new number for this coming week. He's previously been number 65, and now he's going to be number 41. So, Here's Maxton Green. Welcome to the show, Maxton. Hey, how are you doing? All right, Maxton. So typically kids, you know, they start out as a freshman and they generally play the same kind of position all four years. But you have a an interesting story. So tell us your story because you're on basically your third different position. Yes, yes. Um, I played linebacker, freshman, sophomore, and then halfway through junior year, I um, finished the season with a game uh, a season ending injury and it was very hard for me it was a uh, probably a 10 month recovery and then I came back this year still playing linebacker but I just didn't have the same the same skill set as I did last year so I got moved to D-line and I still was recovering still didn't have that initial power behind my left leg so I got moved to O-line to help out the O-line they had some weaknesses and I just came to fill in but um I then injured my hand um in one of the games and was sitting for a few games but I talked to the coaches and was like I just want to help out the team I just want to contribute in any way possible so now I am back at D-line and enjoying it and playing a lot well, you and your defensive line mates have played fantastic this year. We rave about them every show. And so 
what is it like? You no, know, last year you, you played linebacker and you played very well until you got injured. Um, and then now you're playing D line. So you're in that basically our first level instead of that second level of defense. So what's that change been like, you know, just schematically for you being defensive lineman instead of a linebacker? See, it's kind of hard for me because I'm used to see the ball, go get the ball. But in D line, you have more responsibility of your gap. You have to control your gap in case the running back comes to you, which I try I try to stay in my gap, but sometimes I get that linebacker mindset and just want to go go through the guy in, in front of me and go get the ball. So your time as an your short time as an offensive lineman has definitely had to help you understand their side so that when you move back to defensive line, you can counteract what what they do. So how much has that helped you? It has helped me a lot because I know each move that the linemen do and I know how to counteract that. So I can just, it just makes me a better player. You know, just talking to you recently before we started this interview, um, I really enjoyed hearing this story of how, you know, you were affected by the injury and how hard that was to come back and then how you were willing to help the team wherever they were needed. I mean, that's, that's a great story. Hats off to you, Max Denver, you know, doing what's best for the Chargers. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So you're now a senior, uh, fourth year in the program. You know, you've gone through the freshman, the JV, and then now you've had your two years on the varsity. You've been with a number of players and a number of coaches. So out of the four years, who's been your favorite teammate? I like Micah Fretz. You know, he just kept me in line my junior year. He kind of just, because it was my first time playing varsity. And he, whenever he was there, it was easier to get things done. I had a better mindset on things and he just kept me in line. Now you've played multiple positions, a linebacker, offensive line, and now D line, you know, besides being around coach Dinan, there's three different position coaches that you've been with. So out of those three, which one has been your favorite? Well, uh, I think I'd have to go with coach Potter. You know, he's just always been there for me. And he's also my, one of my throwing coaches and has been with me for all four years. We still get together sometimes and talk, even though I'm not a linebacker, but we still have that connection. Coach Potter's one of my favorites. Nobody bleeds Charger Blue more than that guy. Now, another interesting fact about you, and this, and some people say this is um, unusual for a football player, but when we're done with this interview, tell the audience what you're going to be up to. <laughs> well, I'm going to go audition for the musical, see what I can do to help out the music side of the school. So you're going to audition for a singing part, am I correct? Yes. Uh, have you done that before? Well, um, previously I've tried to make a band, but haven't had enough time. I come from a musical family, I would say. My grandma was one of the first graduating classes at Carroll, and she wrote the one of the Carroll Carol songs. And we have a lot of history at Carroll, and I just want to go into music at Carroll as well, see what I can do too. That's fantastic. What what a well-rounded education you're getting. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in athletics and what it can teach you about life. And I've worked closely with uh, Mr. Hassell and um, Mr. Pearson in our fine arts department. And if you're in, our, in Carroll Fine Arts, you're getting the exact same benefits that you do with football. I mean, it's no different. It's all about teamwork and, and helping out your teammates and, and make sure everybody's on the same page. You know, it's just you're just not wearing a helmet and pads, but you're learning the exact same skills. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, I would I would definitely agree with that. I had taken a musical theater class in the past, and it was just the same mindset as on the football field. Maxton, this has been a great interview. Um, this is the first time I've been able to talk to you. I've I've only seen you. You know, you're you're number sixty five, and you've got a silver helmet on. It's always hard to put the uh, the names with the face or the face with the names. But um, it's just a it's a great inspiring story. How you've overcome a a major injury, and you're you're helping the team however you can, and then you you have a life outside of football, which is outstanding and, and it's very creative. So. Um, I want to say what they normally say in, in theater is go break a leg, but you've already literally done that once. So <laughs> go break an arm. I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good luck in your audition. Good luck uh, Friday night against the Spartans. And uh, can't wait to see you in that musical. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. OPS Optimum Performance Sports is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS, rethink your limits. The SAC, the Summit Athletic Conference, does a really neat thing during week number seven. It's a rivalry week. Uh, every team in the conference plays their rival. So, for example, Snyder's going to play Northrop. Uh, the two bishops are going to play each other. And, of course, that means the Carroll Chargers are going to take on our friends to the southwest, the Homestead Spartans. So this year, the Spartans are going to travel uh, and play us at home. And currently, the Homestead Spartans are undefeated in the conference, and they're going to be bringing in a pretty high-powered offense to come against our high-flying defense. It's going to be a great, great matchup. So, Coach, tell us what to expect from the Spartans. Well, Homestead, Homestead's a very good football team, without question. Coach Zolman does a tremendous job. You know, they're they're a disciplined program. They play fundamentally sound. They play fast. They play physical. Um, on the offensive side, you know, they've got they've got weapons at all positions. You know, they've got an outstanding quarterback and and goodie. You know, they've got receivers. You know, they've got little that can play at tight end and wide receiver. You know, they've got you know Hardwick kid is doing a nice job for them at running back and and gaining multiple you know big yard games. And uh, their offensive line is is always well coached and well skilled. You know, so and their offensive coordinator, Billy Skelton, I've known Billy for a while, and, and he does a tremendous job, you know, calling their offense too. You know, and so offensively, they, they like to put it in the house. I mean, they, they've scored multiple points in multiple games, and I think they're averaging just over 40 points a game on the offensive side. You know, defensively, you know, they do a nice job. I mean, they fly to the ball. They're physical up front. You know, the Rodgers kid is probably one of the best linebackers in town. They've made some adjustments and, you know, moved some guys to, to secondary to a system. And they're only giving up, you know, about two touchdowns, about 14 points a game at the same time. So, you know, that that's a recipe, you know, that that's tough to defend. You know, if a team can run the ball and throw the ball and plays good defense, you know, that usually leads to success. And that's one reason why they're 6-0 and and they've got big wins against Snyder and against Dwinker. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to the challenge. I think it's going to be a really nice matchup against our defense. I mean, our defense is is very, very quick on the defensive line. And I think 
uh, they're going to present a very good challenge for, for Homestead as much as they're going to challenge us. So it potentially could be a very low scoring game, uh, just like when we play Dwinger and actually like when they play Dwinger I mean, they beat Dwinger 17 to 15. So is that kind of what you're expecting? You know, I think that, you know, anytime that your defense can control, control the game, you know, you don't expect somebody to be in the end zone very many times. Um, I'd be very happy with a low-scoring game, you know, and that means that, you know, we've got opportunities and multiple opportunities and, you know, to be able to score and to be able to win that game. I think our defense is going to, you know, play fast, play physical. There's there's nothing that I've seen all year long through six games that leads me to believe otherwise. You know, like like I said, Homestead does present some challenges, you know, but at the same time, our defensive line, you know, led by Larry Seibel and, you know, and all those guys in, in our secondary, you know, led by Ray and, you know, and Hunter and Cade and Tucker and, and Lincoln, you know, those guys, they're, they're looking for opportunities to take it away. And, you know, I think that, you know, the challenge again, the challenge is, is the team that can take care of the football, the team that can possess, the team that can drive and, you know, be successful in the red zone. You know, typically that's the team that's going to be successful. You know, we talk about the Homestead having a really strong offense, which is traditional for them. But your offense this year has been, you know, it's been strong and it's really beginning to develop where um, Becker is beginning to spread the ball around to multiple receivers. You know, you got Leighton Mitchell, who's just played great this season so far. But you're seeing the emergence of Mason Englert and you're starting to see Bowden Height. And we know that Eddie Bransfield is, is solid. And, uh, you know, Tyler Morrison is, is getting open regularly during the game. So, you know, it's not only that, uh, you know, we the feature uh, matchup is going to be our defense against their offense, but, you know, their defense is going to be challenged by us. Well, in our offensive line, I mean, add that in, you know, is continuing to improve and be better every week and be more physical, you know, and, and if we can run it and we can pass it and we can have a balance of both. Then, then I think that, you know, there's a great opportunity for us to score. You know, you talked about Jeffrey, you know, Jeffrey continues to improve, continues to, you know, to grow, to mature. Um, and in the receiver core, you know, is as good as any. And I, I would venture to say that, you know, Leighton Mitchell probably is, you know, if not one of probably the best receiver in the conference and, you know, and he can go get it and he's scoring multiple touchdowns and, He's a solid guy that's going to, you know, catch the ball in the crowd and get open deep. And so, I mean, you're right. I mean, if, if we can play solid defense and we can, you know, be efficient on the offensive side, then, you know, we hope that it's going to be a good night. Yeah, this will be the marquee game in the city. And it's, you know, tell us how much fun it is as a coach uh, to prepare for these big rivalry games. I mean, you know, this is our version of Ohio State versus Michigan. Oh, without question. And and the kids always feel that too. You know, we, we, as a staff, we, you know, we spend a lot of time this weekend, you know, on, on Saturday and Sunday and preparation and, you know, watching film and putting together reports and, you know, sitting down and watching film with, with the individual groups on Monday and Tuesday. And, you know, that'll continue Wednesday and tomorrow. And, and, the, and the kids thrive off of that. And, you know, these are the weeks that you live for. You know, when you're playing in the big games, you know, you're at home, you're playing against your rival. You know, it's, it's a fun night, and it's going to be a fun night at Carroll High School. And what's really good about these rivalry games 
is the other side's doing exactly what you're doing. There's there's extra film work. There's there's some special wrinkles that are being tossed in. I mean, I I just love these type of games, and I I cannot wait for Friday. So, coach, you know, this is uh, Tuesday night. Let's have another two great we or two days of practice, and let's get ready to go put the hammer down on those Spartans. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Andy. We would like to thank our athletic trainers, Steve Lubihusen, Michaela Hoffman, and Jordan Redding, who along with OPS and the doctors of Fort Wayne Orthopedics provide all the sports medicine services for Northwest Allen County Schools. Go where the Chargers go. That might be one of the best segments we've ever done. <laughs> That's good.